0: Hey there, and welcome to The Devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Friday, July 14th, 2023, and today is our 179th devotional. And today we're finishing up uh, looking at how Christ was about the Father's business and his teaching to us. Um, we're finishing up the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and it finishes up not with his words, but the response to to his words, uh, Matthew chapter 7 verses 28 and 29, it says this, and it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. As we uh, think about this just a little bit, there are a lot of different aspects to this, Why were they astonished so much? I think it's partly because of the way that they had been taught uh, all along, uh, the teaching that they were used to. Uh, They were used to the rabbis, the scribes, the people that had studied the Word of God a little bit more intense than themselves giving opinions. Now, you've got to remember that in the time of Christ, uh, fishermen, carpenters, everybody had studied to some extent the Word of God. If you were a Jewish person, you had studied in the synagogue uh, more than likely. Yes, there were some people, some men that had not, but for the most part, the men had studied in the synagogues. They had rabbis that would teach them, scribes that would teach them. They knew the Word of God, uh, and they knew how to read. You couldn't just bamboozle them. Uh, I I think it's interesting because when I look at this, I think oftentimes of our Bible studies, uh, that we do, and I will say something and somebody in the Bible study will say, well, what about this passage of scripture? Uh, and they'll point out something that is a little bit different and and that might contradict it. A few weeks ago, um, we had just, we were laughing about something because, um, my daughter, uh, she made a statement that, well, that's the case, but in this situation, you could do it differently. And we started talking about loopholes in the Bible and, uh, we, we told her she should start a teaching series on loopholes in the Bible. So, um, but that's just the way that they were. They knew the word of God very well. And so they could, uh, they they knew where to go to find the answer that they were looking for. And so um, the rabbis had taught that way also. They had taught very, um, their teaching was very ambiguous. Uh, they would say one thing, but it's not necessarily, if you think back to, you know, my favorite movie is The Fiddler on the Roof. And when they're getting to the dance scene uh, at the wedding, they, they asked the rabbi if, if it's a sin for men and women to dance together. And he says, well, it's not exactly a sin. And so they just start dancing together. And he winds up dancing with with a a young lady. And it's all very funny. And you see the people that are having the tradition sitting back and just scowling about it. But um, that's the way the Jewish people were. Uh, They didn't have Yes, he was an authority figure, but he didn't really have the authority. It's not technically a sin. He couldn't say authoritatively. And and even in the teaching that we find with Jesus, Matthew chapter um, 15, we see a, a whole story where they are trying to condemn the apostles, the followers of Jesus, for eating Uh, without washed hands and for not following the traditions of the elders. And Jesus points out to them, it says this in in chapter, in verse three of chapter 15, it says, but he answered and said unto them, why do ye also transgress the commandments of God by your traditions? And the way they were doing that uh, was that they would the bible tells us that uh children are to honor their father and mother and but they were allowed not to honor them if they said it was a gift to god or to the temple they didn't have to take care of their parents and and so they had broken the commandment of god the clear commandment of god to do something that was not quite so clear and so the rabbis the scribes they taught but they didn't have authority behind their teaching. It was always somebody else always had a different point of view. And if you wanted to get out of something, you could do it. Um, In our preaching, we've talked a a little bit about um, divorce. And yes, it's a very difficult subject, but that's one that they tried to trip Jesus up on was the, the issue of divorce. And, Um, that was one of those areas where, yes, the word of God says this, but if your wife displeases you in any way, shape or form, you're allowed to divorce her. And that was their teaching. Uh, and Jesus let them know that that was not right. Uh, that when you marry it's for life, that's the way God intended it. And the only reason for divorce is because somebody there has a hard heart and God knew that. Uh, and that's why Moses gave the writing of a divorce. So uh, that hard-heartedness, um, God understood that, and He was trying to protect uh, women. In my opinion, He was trying to protect the women, and so that they didn't get abused more than than what they already were. So um, that's why the people were so astonished. They didn't have clear authority. The the rabbis the the scribes, they really struggled to have clear authority. So when they come to Jesus' teaching, they say he taught as one having authority. So why did Jesus teach as one having authority? Well, one, he's the creator of the universe. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, it says this, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, principalities or powers. All things were created by him, and for him. Uh he owns it all. So why wouldn't you uh teach as one that has authority? If you made everything, you know how it all works, you teach the way it is. You speak the truth. You don't care who it offends. Uh in our day and age, uh, I find it so funny even in my own life, I am I try to be very careful about what I post um because I don't want to step over a line that will get me into trouble with some people uh, at, at times. I, I just, if you don't have to say it, don't say it. Um, but if, if, if you know, basically on Facebook, be careful what you say because it's going to be remembered forever and, and you're not sure how somebody's going to take those words and twist them and use them against you. So. Be careful there. Uh, that's the way that I've always tried to operate. But here, Christ, knowing how everything operates, because He created everything, He is able to speak with authority. And, and so that's one reason He could speak with authority. Another reason He could speak with authority is because He was telling of what the Father wanted to be told. Uh, if you remember, we've been talking about this the whole time. He, He was about the Father's business in his teaching to us. He did always those things that that pleased the Father. And, And even in John chapter 14, verse 10, we find this. Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but my Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. So it's his Father's works, it's his Father's words that he's speaking and it's not just his. I, I know from experience when we would tell our children, uh, we would tell one of the children to go to the others and have them do something. We had to remind them often, you let the children, you let the others know, this is from mom and dad. Because the other children would always say, not just often say, but they would always say, you're not in charge of me. You can't tell me what to do. But if they knew it came from mom and dad, yes, you can. The father sent the son to be the savior of the world. That's plain. That's that's obvious. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we see how that uh, the father sent the son and the Christ was speaking the words of the father. That's why he was anointed is because he did what pleased the father and so um as we go down just a little bit further thinking about this we also realize that it, it's obvious that the words that he spoke were true words they were words of life and you disregard them at your own peril um, in john chapter 6 verse uh, 63 it says this it is the spirit that quickeneth; the flesh profiteth nothing The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Um, It it reminds me of in Deuteronomy where um, Moses says, I set before you today, life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. And and so you you disregard it at your own peril. That's why he can speak with authority. One last note, and, and this is a practical help to us all. Um, when you speak with authority, um, or when you are right, when you know what you're speaking is what is right, when you're telling the truth, um, you have a confidence about you and that confidence comes across to a lot of people as arrogance. Uh, but the Bible tells us in, uh, Proverbs chapter 28, verse one, it says this, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as as a lion, and that's just, should be a reminder to us all that when we are confronted and we know we're standing on the word of God and we know we're following what he has said, we can be bold, we can be confident, we don't have to uh, back up our words and uh, I just don't know here, we can be bold in what we say and um, the world doesn't like that it looks at that as arrogancy that's not what that is that's god's spirit dwelling within us if you have the spirit you have life and he will teach you what to say the bible tells us so i hope that's a help to you and i hope you're looking forward to uh joining in with the congregation this week and uh just praising our savior uh he is worthy of all praise. So uh, next week we will start something a little bit different. Um, and it might be a little bit intermittent because I'll be at camp. And, but I'll try to p- put out the podcasts while I'm at camp. It shouldn't be too difficult to do. So um, just keep us in prayer as we go to camp uh, because we're looking uh, for God to change lives and for God to call workers into the harvest field. So we would sure appreciate your prayers there. So thank you so much. And until the next time, auf hern.